Hi, hi. Welcome to Sip, Survive, and Repeat. Um, welcome to a hundred episodes. Oh shit! I can't believe we made it this far. That's pretty amazing. I'm pretty happy. With that. I mean. Can you believe it? That no. we've done a hundred of these? No. And we've only done the same story once. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny felt so bad about that. I'm like, stop. I Who kept cares? I kept texting both of these guys and I was like, oh, should we re-record? What no, should we're like, we absolutely do? not. Don't talk nonsense. And it I was text- a great job. You I did- texted some of my friends and I'm like, do you think this is bad? They're like, how did you not know? I'm like, uh, we because were, we've done a hundred and that was one we recorded in the pandemic and it was at the beginning of the pandemic. So we were like remote and it was a shit show during that time. Like I don't even remember what I No, Yeah. No clue. It was so, there were so many days I didn't even shower and we were just so disconnected during yeah. that time too. I feel like with one another and also what we were doing, like I really wasn't enjoying podcasting during that time either because it was just like, I was laying in my bed doing right. podcasts. Yeah, so. it was it was a different it was a whole different experience. But it's a new day. It's a hundred. It's a hundred episodes. We're back at Janelle's house. We're drinking some wine from Magna. So excited to taste this zipper. Oh my god, it's so exciting. Um, BT Dubs. I got our um, what's that called? Case of wine. Mm-hmm. And a case of wine is really heavy. Yeah. Let uh, me know what I owe you to. When- I w- <laughs> but I was just like. Why is this so heavy? Like, and I feel so terrible because Brittany from Magna carried the case to my car and for me. And you didn't me. realize. I didn't realize was... how heavy it was until I got home and I was like, Jesus Christ. She's probably used to it though. I mean, she owns a wine boutique. She probably Correct. carries lots of cases, but still. Do you think her arms are jacked? We, we should ask her. This summer. She looks like she's in shape. She does. I need to work on a little bit more of the arms. Maybe I'll just like get a case of wine and start lifting it all the time. Can you do, imagine? Do wine biceps? <laughs> bicep curls? I mean, at least the, my weights would then be useful. If you come to Pilates with me, we did a big arm session last night. Oh my God, your arms hurt? They're so sore. I also helped Todd plow, wait, snowblow? Yeah. The driveway. Uh-huh. And the, we have a lot of sidewalks happening. Yes, yes. And snowblowing is a lot harder than it looks. Because ours it? is not self-propelled. Oh, well, it's, what are you doing with I, your life? I was sore afterwards. I also shoveled a little bit. And then I did like, I shoveled for like two minutes. And I was like, here you go. You can do it. Um, I would just like to say these are the joys of living in an apartment complex. So take it in. We, guys, we got like how many inches of snow would you say? Like a foot? It's at least like a foot. I think about a foot. Yeah. So it it's, was something. It's aggressive outside. It's very aggressive. And it's snowing like two more inches today. Yes. Yeah. It was really pretty today. I love snow. It doesn't bother me. Uh, it only bothers me if I have to drive really far in it. But like today I drove around in it and it wasn't The bad. roads are fine. Yeah. I was driving. I like it right now. I'm going to hate it in a week when it's gray, slushy, and, disgusting. and gross, yeah. or when it freezes. I don't like when it freezes. Mm-mm. You fall on your ass. Can we try this wine? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've yeah. been thinking about it all day. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know that's weird. It's I been know. a long week. Um, okay. Let's drink this puppy. It is called R Collection, the letter R Collection. So let's take a sipper. And it's a cab. It's a cab. Deep red. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's got a little on the end. What's yeah. that? Tannins? Is that what happens at the end? I have no idea. It's a little spicy. Hold on. I'm going to read you the description. And so this came from Magna Wine Boutique, which again is our wine partner. If you guys haven't discovered them, you can go to magnawineboutique.com. They have a um, wine club you can join. 
and uh, you get two wines a month. They also have their own wine collection, which we're obsessed with. Um, and so this one is called Our Collection Cabernet Sauvignon. It features enticing aromas of black cherry and blackberry, baked plum, blueberries, and elderberry. Hold on. Oh, baked plum, blueberries, and elderberry flavors coat the palate. Ooh, well, well balanced with soft, round tannins. Uh, the finish is long with a touch of black currant. So I think because of the tannins, you're getting that. I'm sp- looking at the bottle, yeah, and it nice. says spicy white pepper. Ooh. I can definitely taste the spice. Yeah. It's definitely got a kick to it. I would pair this with some intense dark chocolate if you, want, if you guys want a piece with it. Sure. I definitely have a piece. Okay. Okay, I just got dark chocolate um, covered graham crackers that from delicious. Trader Joe's. Did you bring them in? No, but I will next time. But they, oh hi Mo, <laughs> my cat's just, here. Just Jenny's boyfriend Mo. No 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 don't go. I'm just putting the wine down. He's like that's what I was interested in, not you. I feel like this will really bring out this the flavor. Yes, because it'll be like sweet and spicy. Um. So Magna Wine Boutique, again, you guys, if you're interested, go to their website, magnawineboutique.com. Uh, if you're interested in the wine club, you can click on that. If you're just interested in learning more about them, you can look at that. They have two locations now, which we're very excited about. They have um, Bedford, which is downtown Bedford, which is super cute. And then they have a new location in Cuyahoga Falls, which I have not been to yet, but I'm sure it's lovely. Uh, <laughs> Mo's trying to get in the box. He's it- like, will I fit in here? <laughs> Find out. What's oh, wrong, Kenny? Oh, oh, I forget how much cat shit. You, you guys are good. I, the cords are plugged into different people, Ooh. so I was turning Jenny down, but I was actually turning you down. So that's oh. why Jenny was so loud to me for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. This chocolate is super dark and rich. Yeah. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm into it. Danelle's like, this chocolate may not be the way to go. Um, I always forget how much cats shed because I have a dog that doesn't shed. So. I mean, he's so into you. Okay. I like can't even. Okay. So um, make sure you check that out. This is our collection. Uh, it's part of the Redberry uh, pairing that they did um, for the month of February for the love of Valentine's Day and all that shit that happens right now. It would be great with like a ribeye and like a baked potato, I feel like. Oh. Like an old, old you know school steak. what I would steak. love is just like a loaded so baked potato for dinner. Oh my God. I said that last night to Todd. I'm like, I'm really craving a loaded baked potato with salt, like sea salt on the outside. Yeah. Yes. And with sour cream, chives, butter, and lots of salt. Do you know who has one of those? Longhorn. Outback. Outback. I made. We were there. (laughs) Twice baked baked potatoes for Valentine's Day. Oh, did you? They were delicious. Lots of cheese, sour cream, bacon, chives. Okay. We went to Pier W and they had this like, um, it's a French potato. That's not what it's called. It's called something very fancy (laughs) and I don't remember the name of it. It's called a French potato and it's a, it's. Wait, it's not no, gra- I have a joke. It's a French potato. Is it called a fry? <laughs> <laughs> I had French fries. That's exactly what it was. But it was like a twice baked potato. It was so good. Aww. I mean, Jenny, I really want a classic baked potato. Oh, that's all I want in life right now. Like, but I need the outside to be covered in sea salt. Covered. Oh, did I mention that those sea salt? Or the the dark chocolate graham crackers are sprinkled with sea salt. Where did as you well. get them? The best. Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Okay, I'll bring some next time. I mean, I have to stop by there again because I have Declan for a hot minute now. Oh my god, my hand is covered. Do you go wash your hands. No. Okay. Make um, me. <laughs> what do you think of this chocolate, Kenny? 
It's it, intense. It needs sea salt on it. It's called intense dark, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it's intense. Anyway, the wine is good. Yes. Um, <laughs> so thank you to Magna Wine Boutique. This is a very discombobulated intro. It's the 100th episode, as it should be. So it should be discombobulated? Like yes, okay, because I feel like that kind of defines what our podcast is. Just discombobulated people. And I've been nervous work. for this one because... I think I am. I tried really hard to like do my story early, and of course... I did. I watched a video on Saturday, mm. and then I did write some stuff down yesterday, and then, per usual, I finished it today, because it's yes. just in my blood. Yes. Uh, I just made sure that there was enough content last night for me to make this work, and yeah. then today, as I was driving around the city of Cleveland for different things, I uh, listened to a bunch of YouTube episodes of stuff, and um, I don't know. My story's real fucked up. I'm excited for it. Up. Um, oh wait, can I tell you about my cake I made for Todd's birthday? Yes. So we left yes, off last week? Todd turned forty. He's forty years young, and so I said, <laughs> "What do you want for a cake?" Like Mitchell's, which is like a local ice cream place, they make the best ice cream cakes. Mm. And he was like, "No, why don't you make one like a vanilla cake?" No, he said, "How about a vanilla cake?" I said, "Do you want me to make you one?" Because I used to work at a bakery in high school, which has <laughs> apparently has nothing to do with my skills nowadays. And so I bought this like cake decorating kit and I made vanilla cake from scratch. Yes. And it turned out wonderful. I bought two round cake pans. I was going to do a double layered cake was going to hint, hint, and then do like icing in the middle yes. and then ice it. Yes. I dropped one of the cake pans. So it ended up being a, a, a like a little weenie looking like measly <laughs> tiny cake. It looked so stupid. But did it taste good? It tasted okay. It was a little cornbready. It was a little dense. You're a little dense. <laughs> you know, it kind of matched my personality. Perfect. Dense. I feel like that's pretty, I give you props because I don't. I mean, I tried. It's a thought that counts. Whatever. I had a moment in life where I thought I could bake um, because I had like books and I had like that KitchenAid mixer and I was like, I got this. Do you still have the KitchenAid mixer? Yeah, but bar? it's at my ex's house in the basement. Oh, <laughs> Because I live in an apartment. We're not putting that shit on the counter. I also got crazy with the oh, sprinkles. Oh, but that's pretty. That looks nice. Looks good. And I wrote his name very... I was proud of how I wrote his name in cursive. You did good. Anyway, I tried to make a flower. It was a disaster. It's fine. I didn't realize the difference between certain flowers upon my baking endeavors. and Ooh, the, very different. The recipe called for self-rising flour. I was like, flowers, flower, fuck off. Mm-mm. Untrue. I made these cupcakes that were like... The densest, most awful cupcakes. They I tasted used, very chocolatey, but they were not fluffy. I used cake flour, mm-hmm. which was fine. But when I said flour, I meant I actually tried to make a decorative flour for the cake, mm. like on a spinny thing, and it just it just was bad. It was stupid. I mean, this sounds amazing. It I was, don't know why your cat is so into me. He loves you. He is obsessed with you. He's not like that with anybody else. I'm not just saying that. He, That's amazing. I don't know what's happening. He knows you want a cat. He's like, I'll come He's home like, with you. I know you're getting shots for allergies. <laughs> Not till next month, though, Mo. So right um, now I'm just living on the edge, touching you. He's into it. Um, so, cat yeah. tail is whapping me in the butt. <laughs> He's like, hey, girl. Hey, girl, hey. Okay. Um, what else is happening? Oh, I've been really into cooking. Here, I'm just getting rid of all the hair that came off of mm-hmm. me, sir. Uh, I've been really into cooking lately. Um, I feel like I, did I already talk about my rice bowl? 
what I mean? I don't think so. Oh my god, it was amazing. It was turkey. It was sour cream. Mm. It was this. Uh, what kind of uh, rice did you use? Brown. Okay. So I was trying to trying to make it healthy. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I used ground turkey, which is like lower That's fat. That's healthy, yeah. And then I also sauteed some shaved Brussels sprouts. Oh, you fancy. So they were like crispy. Mm-hmm. And I put those on top. That's like a deliciousness. And um, I also got this thing called nothing or everything. Mm, everything but the elote. And the elote, elote is apparently corn. Oh. So, so is it, you said it's seasoning? It's, it's Yeah, it's everything but the elote. So it has like chili powder, has cheese. Mm. I'm like, I don't understand how there's cheese Trader, in Trader, did you get that Trader Joe's? I sure they did. have the best seasoning. They have the everything but the bagel seasoning. Yes. So you can make your own like mm-hmm. everything but the bagel season. Like you can do like an avocado toast with the seasoning. Mm-hmm. Mm, so good. Mm, 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 mm. I'm so hungry right now. I'm not, but I also, like I said, I think I was nervous, and I also ate, like, shit yesterday. As I mentioned before we started recording to these two, yesterday I decided that a Wendy's breakfast followed by a Sheets lunch was a great idea. And when I say Sheets lunch, I don't mean I ate something healthy, because it's a fucking gas station. I got <laughs> sliders with an onion ring on each one. Gross. Oh, so Although, good. I will say, once I had a Sheets breakfast sandwich, and it was really good. Oh, Sheets has delicious oh, food. Their sliders and the mac and cheese bites are delicious. Really? Oh. I mean, all I've ever had is the breakfast sandwich. The sliders yesterday were magic. I still need to try the Taco Bell breakfast. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that either. Kenny's. Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, the Wendy's breakfast is something right home about really i haven't yeah. tried that either the eggs are always like fresh cracked and i, I really appreciate that i always want to go to mcdonald's because i love my my typical breakfast i get from there the sausage egg mcmuffin i couldn't think of it for a minute i'm like oh, number I two i do <laughs> i get the number two it's delicious i like it too but i get the same thing from wendy's and the egg is fresh oh so See, it's not I that end up picking it's not off- that yeah, I end up picking off the McDonald's egg half the time. Yeah. So you know, at McDonald's, you can't order a fresh cracked egg. You can? Yeah. You just say, I want the round egg instead of the square egg. And that's the fresh egg. Oh. You're all welcome. <laughs> these, these fast food tips are brought to you by Jenny. <laughs> these fast food moments are sponsored by Jenny. Yeah, they are not sponsored by McDonald's. But I'm just, yeah, I've definitely gotten the, because I like the biscuit better than I like the McMuffin. Oh, I like the McMuffin. I mean, I like the McMuffin, but like, I don't know. There's something about that biscuit. I mean, I love a good biscuit. I want to try to make a biscuit. I feel like we're all over the place. Sorry. Ugh. It's we're just fine. like hungry and haven't seen each other in a week. And we're just like a mess. Ah, give me all the food. Ah. Um, okay. Should we talk about survival stories? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> we have a special treat today. A special treat other than chocolate and wine. Guess what it is, everyone? Kenny's telling a story. <laughs> do you want to go first, Kenny? I mean, if you guys want me to. Whatever you want. Get I it do. over with? Yeah, okay. just pull sometimes the Band-Aid off. It'll be easier for you. Let me take you. a sip of wine real Or quick. sometimes it's better to have a couple sips of wine and then do it. Yeah. You can always cut out the silence. We'll shut up. Mm. I'm already nervous <coughs> about no. pronouncing this guy's name. Oh. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, remember the first episode when I said, what did I say instead of, I said Uganda instead of Uruguay? Yeah. <laughs> Remember every That's episode? That's totally different. That's totally I mean, different. Denial at one point just said the wrong name for a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, see? There's nothing to be nervous There's about. There's always the aliens. You're fine. <laughs> you got this. We would love to hear what you guys... Th- oh, before you start, I just have to say one thing. We, Like I said, we don't get... Um, on Apple Podcasts, we don't see your reviews if you're from another country. 
but I'm on this email thing that I get reviews from other countries and get to see them. And I just wanted to say thank you. We've had a couple from Australia and the UK and you guys are like so lovely. So thank you so much. Um, I also have someone who, hold on. I just want to look it up real quick. So I don't it means a lot because we don't get paid to do this. We do this for fun. For fun and I feel like sometimes we do have the discussion like, should we do this again? Should, do, should we keep going? Should we stop? Because it takes a lot. It's a lot of time out of our day and life and we enjoy it. But yes. So we had Katie Goble. I think I'm saying that right. And she is from the UK. And um, she gave us a little, um, I don't know, something we can use to um, look up survival stories in the UK. Mm. And it's, um, it's called Pride of Britain Awards. And there's lots of categories, and it's prideofbritain.com. And she said there's one category that she always balls about every year, and it's the child of courage. <gasps> so they started in 1999. So we have like 22 years of content. Oh, thank So it's the pride of Britain. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. But yes. So thank you so much, Katie, for sending that to us. Um, and we also had someone on Twitter. I think it might have been Katie. Now I can't remember. Hold on. Yes, Katie. It was Katie. <laughs> she. She was so excited that I wrote her back. So now she's going to be so excited that I'm talking about her on this episode. It's our hundredth episode. And Katie, shout you're getting out. a shout out girl. You're the real star. Yeah. And so she works at a hospital and she really wants us to do a crossover episode with, um, my favorite murder, which would be a dream for me and Danelle because we've we, reached out to them, but that's, that's our, that was what kind of catapulted this whole thing. So reach uh, out to them for us. If they get enough, you know, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I know they're hard to, to get to because they are, they're big and famous and well, we're the, just a small little engine. So. Yeah. We're like the Midwest twosome or maybe threesome uh, of people, twosome of women, threesome with our, Kenny. I like Kenny is yeah. our Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny's our Steven. <laughs> but anyway, we really love the feedback. Thank you so much. I know the UK has had like a little bit of a, uh, Sip Survivor Pete explosion. So we can't wait to Break come out. visit someday. Oh my God. I love the UK. Okay. Kenny. Sorry. I just, I didn't want to forget Katie. Okay. This is the only time I'm saying his last name. It is <laughs> Bill Ayote. Ayote. Ayote sounds good. Ayote. Yeah. Ayote. Yeah. That sounds like you're really. But he, he's like a white guy. So I don't know if it's Ayote. That's like, oh, it sounds too eth- like ethnic. Yeah. I, eh. okay. Well, whatever. It rolls off the tongue nice. Good Ayote. Old, good old Bill. Good old Bill. Let's talk about Bill. So this <laughs> can we call him Billy? Let's call him Billy. This is my favorite line from the article. I had to copy this one word for word. Bill was a wisp of an old man, a gentle, soft-spoken senior who likes to do what word puzzles or ride his three-wheeled bike around town. Is this from Reader's Digest? No, it's from some. Because <laughs> un- if it is, we know it. <laughs> I love Bill already. So yeah. Bill lived in Churchill. Manitoba, which is the polar bear capital of the world. Oh. So you can see where this might be going. Uh-oh, Bill. Does it have to do with polar bears? It does have to do and with And a three-wheel bears. bike? <laughs> Only if we're lucky. Oh, my God. Does a polar bear ride the three-wheel bike? Not in this story. Okay, no. go. Good, 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 good. In the sequel, yes. <laughs> That's episode 200. <laughs> we'll be back. So the night, the day after thank- Halloween, not Thanksgiving, the day after Halloween in 2013, Bill was waking up for his 5 a.m. TV time and... He heard a lot of screaming and noises outside. Oh, no. He went outside, and he saw a polar bear hit a woman by the head and was just wagging her around. Oh, yeah. That's what they do. Oh, my God. Like a ragdoll situation. Yes. So Bill, obviously, you know, knew he had to do something. Yes. 
he debated about calling the polar bear patrol, which apparently is a thing in Manitoba. But he's like, and I'd that's in Canada, right? Yes. Okay. I want to join that squad. No, you don't. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. the provinces. So Canada, thought, let us know. <laughs> thought about calling them. He's like, but this lady's definitely not going to survive. She's going to be dead by the yeah. time they get here. He didn't have a gun or anything. So How do you not have a gun? And you live in polar bear country. I know. It was crazy. Bill. Billy. So he looked over. He had a shovel. And he's like, oh. I'm going to hit this polar bear <gasps> in the head with no, the shovel. No. He's not. This Just isn't a bar s- fight, Bill. Throw him a baked potato and a steak. He'll and be fine. And he's a wisp of a man, if you remember. He's a wisp of a man. Okay. Go ahead. So <laughs> grabs the shovel, walks over to the polar bear. Polar bear stops momentarily seeing Bill with the shovel. And he mm-hmm. thinks that guy doesn't have enough meat on him. And Bill just swung, hit him right in the head. <gasps> Damn. Luckily, polar bear dropped the woman. The woman ran to Bill's house. Bill woman was still alive. Uh-oh. Bill went to follow her, instantly grabbed Bill's back left knee. No! Just grabbed the back of his leg and started biting it. And that's when Bill said in the interview, then the mauling was on for me. No! So Bill thinks the only reason he didn't die while being attacked by this polar bear was he was laying on his stomach. So the polar bear kept pouncing on his back with his paws. Polar bear was 180 kilograms, which is 400 pounds. Nope. That's too many pounds. Wow. For this wisp of a man. No, you'd break his back. He said if it was in his front, though, he'd... Like a hundred percent sure he would have broken his ribs, Hell yeah. and damaged all, all his internal yes. organs for sure. And so during all this pounding, the bear ripped off his right ear, and he <gasps> could hear it being ripped off. He could hear his own uh, ear re- being ripped off. I never thought about that. Yeah, uh, I just watched. Um, as you know, I'm in criminal criminal minds right now, and in an episode there was a killer that was cutting off people's ears, but he, they did it after they were dead. So like, I think few. I remember that criminal minds. Yeah. But, like, thank goodness they did it after death. This yeah. bear didn't give a shit. I had a dog. Did I tell you about the dog bite I had on my earlobe right here? If you look at the back of it. And then this isn't the joke where I bark at you. <laughs> like, there's a legit, like, I had oh a dog god. bite the whole back of my flappy part ear off. Oh, my God. Your and I couldn't lobe? hear it rip, though. So Ew. I'm so, can you imagine hearing your whole well, earlobe rip my off? My ex, he, um, he got beat up really bad in Cleveland um, by some MMA fighter. Ouch. And part of his ear was like dangling off. And I'll have to ask him if he heard it. Ugh. Very interesting. Yeah. That's the disgusting. cartilage and the crown. Okay. <laughs> Bill during this thought, what's he going to eat next? Because my ear isn't going to fill him up. Mm-mm. It's not. And he's a wisp of a man. A wisp right. of a man. Luckily, though, all this commotion with, you know, a bear attack and a shovel attack got the neighbor's attention, and they started trying to scare the bear away with flare guns and cracker shells, which sound just like firecrackers. They just make loud bangs. And none of these people have guns. Yeah, get your guns out, you guys. They said one guy had a gun, but he was scared he was going to hit Bill. Yeah, I mean, valid point. But you could, what what I mean by that is, like, shoot it in the air to scare the bear, not necessarily, like, shoot the bear, because you'd be afraid to hit Bill. Like, I get that, but. I also feel like polar bears are endangered, right? Yeah, maybe you're not allowed to shoot them. I don't know. But if it's eating someone, okay. I mean, Polar bear capital of the world, they have a lot there. They have a lot. Okay. Clearly, they have a polar police. Yeah. So, finally, a man got in his truck and drove up to the bear and started honking, and it scared the bear away. Oh. Oh. Both Aaron and Bill were rushed to the hospital and were stabilized, luckily. Oh, so they but both lived? But they he just, both lived. now he just has an ear hole? So, Bill had his ear, ear sewn back on. I don't know how they found it, but... Well, good news is, it was probably in, like, the snow. It was probably yeah. preserved Right, so it preserved well. it. 
and he wasn't sure how many staples or stitches he got. He just remembered it was a lot. <laughs> Aaron, on the other hand, had a large piece of her scalp torn off, oh, required okay. 28 staples to reattach, and lost part of her ear, and had various bites and stuff around her. Ooh. Now, how Aaron got into this... Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of dumb stuff was she doing? Uh, she was walking home at, with fish 5 in her a- at 5 a.m. from a Halloween party uh-huh. with two of her friends. Get a girl. When they saw a polar bear, uh-huh. started to run. Aaron was the slower one and got caught. <gasps> I don't know what happened with the two was friends. Was she dressed as a seal for Halloween? I, don't, I, don't, I wish they said what she was dressed <laughs> as. <laughs> Wait, a oh yeah, it was Halloween. A sexy seal. Sexy sea lion. Hi. Oh my god. Hi. Do you think they weren't wearing coats? Probably not, because when you're young and stupid, you don't wear coats. Never. She was thirty. Oh. I so. feel like maybe I wore a coat. When I, I was would 30. definitely wear a coat and a warm costume by then. Yeah, I might I think when I was thirty I dressed as a nerd and like really committed to it. The last Halloween I went to was down in Kent. Todd and I went and we felt very old mm-hmm. and it was like in our early thirties and I was a giant rabbit jumping out of a hat. Not a sexy rabbit, like a warm rabbit jumping out of a hat. Smart. I felt very warm. And <laughs> and and I did not fit in with the rest of the girls. But but you weren't. So I bet you to. she was something comfortable. Okay, good. But probably so so he caught her, the polar bear caught her because she just couldn't run fast yeah. enough. Might have been, you know, too heavy of a costume. Yeah, could have been. Or but she just could have been, like, really hungover and just... Or really still drunk. Or slow. Oh, my God. Poor but thing. Bill now owns a shotgun that he Good. carries around with him on his three-wheel bike when he's running around. <laughs> Amazing. He says he still sees polar bears, but none have came up to him since. Wow. I don't... That's crazy. I don't... What? I've seen video of like a bear shaking someone before, and it's a very disturbing. Well, it's kind of like when you see your dog shaking a toy, or if it attacks another dog, mm-hmm. and they just like shake it's it. It's traumatizing to watch. So yeah. So the fact that he acted so quickly, and like I said earlier, got so close with a shovel, it's pretty know. heroic. I don't know if I would have done that. I feel I terrible. Called the polar bear police. I would have called the polar bear police. I would have tried to make noise. I think that's what I would have done. I would have tried to make noise, but I don't know that I would have the guts to like get so close to the polar bear. I don't bear. think I'd hit it. Make noise. And I am not a wisp of a man. I am. I don't think it matters. I think he would have attacked I'm, you either way. But that's what I, I, but I'm just saying like when you you're, if you're, if you're small stature, like I'd immediately, well, I don't know. Aren't you supposed to like get big with a bear too? Like make a lot of noise or are polar bears Yeah, different? but I don't think you're supposed to like intentionally walk up to one. I think that's if a bear comes towards you, yeah. you're supposed to like, that's your defense yeah, and mechanism. he's walking up to the bear. He's instigating the bear with his shovel. Hmm. I'm Billy. glad they both lived. Good thing. Oh it's a God. survivor repeat. Yes. They <laughs> all lived. The bear. I know. The people. It's the best for you guys. Kenny, that was great. Oh, Good thank job, you. Kenny. Thank you. I was nervous. Don't be nervous. You couldn't even tell. I no, was. Deep down. Tell. Just shaking. <laughs> remember that, i mean we get sweat stashes it's fine yeah we do sweat a lot i get sweaty hands yeah i do that's too i get real sweaty hands and I'm, sweaty stashes i'm a facial armpit so yeah i'm more of a hands face mm-hmm. i get red well we both get we red. both jenny and i, I both too. get red i didn't get red right there though you so. weren't red <clears throat> no because i look at other people because i get red so i look to see if other people get red because it makes me feel good like oh i'm not the only person I that get gets red on my chest me neck. too you know that's, that's part of my anxiety it has to do with your um sense of empathy really yeah that means we're really empathetic yeah very empathetic people have that problem it means i'm not a sociopath right not that i thought i was i kind of thought you i've were. seen a doctor about it before because i'm in sales and it used to really bother me and they're like wear a scarf 
No, that was my no, that, <laughs> that was, was my, my that was my remedy. But they basically wanted to put me on serotonin blockers, beta blockers, beta blockers. I was gonna say, don't get on serotonin blockers; it'll be sad. Uh, beta blockers. Okay, and what would that do? It basically blocks your like your fight or flight instinct a little bit. Oh. And it, I did get on like some form of that, but it also was like an antidepressant and it just wasn't for me. Like the mix of it wasn't for me, but yeah. it did solve the problem a little bit. And then I was just like, I just feel too not myself. Well, recently I just found out that my antidepressant, which is Prozac, uh, if you take a high enough dose, which I was on the highest dose, uh-huh. um, it can make you increase your sweating. And I was like, I don't need any help in the sweat department. But maybe department. that's why you sweat so much. Well, it's here's the thing. I always have sweat even before mm. okay. I was on that. But I think my increased body temperature in my 30s has been because of that. So I did decrease the dose a little just to see if it would help. And I think it did. But anywho. But maybe you need that high dose. I mean, Whatever. to each their own. Whatever. It's I get fine. splotchy and I have own, I don't care anymore. It is what no, it is. No, I'm like, I'm going to be 40 and I'm fine with it. I mean, it bothers me sometimes. Mm, I'm pretty much just fine with it. Yeah. Um, do you want to go next? Sure. Okay. So I this is from a Dateline that I watched on Saturday. It's a newly released Dateline. Oh, so if shit. you're up to speed. If it's my case, I'm going to punch you. Oh my God. What if we did the same? Is it about an all-girls boarding school? No. Oh, my God. You scared me because the way you <laughs> shook your head. Yeah, I'm very I, disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched this Dateline on Saturday, and there were survivors in it. So I was like, this is my story. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, someone survived? I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, shh, let me finish watching this. So um, I have lots of notes going on. Jenny can attest to this. There's, like, ripped out pages like she's a serial killer It over looks here. like a sociopath wrote this. But like I'm not because I get read, remember? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to – the story is about two girls. So I'm going off the dateline, but I kind of left dateline a little bit and watched a couple other videos mm-hmm. naturally because it's our 100th episode, and I really wanted to put an extra oomph into this. Yeah. So I have more than one source. So this is a survival story of Amanda Householder and Ashley Tucker – Okay. Amongst other girls, some um, Jane Doe's who, and there were a couple other girls in the documentary, but again, like I said, I went down that rabbit hole. Um, and this is about the Circle of Hope Girls Boarding School. It sounds like a terrible place. It's recent and it's fresh. And it's... <laughs> oh, it's fresh. It's disturbing. Oh, perfect. So first we're going to start with Ashley's story. So there's Amanda and Ashley, and we're going to start with Ashley's story because I think it's important to understand how a girl could end up in this boarding school. Okay. Okay. So Ashley was 16. She lived in Texas, and she was quite the handful, according mm. to her mother, mm. Teresa. And her mom was just kind of at her wit's end with her. Mm. Um, She was in and out of rehab. She was mouthy. Mm. You know, like most 16-year-olds, but I think a little more elevated. Okay. Like an an elevated level of 16-year-old. Yeah. Like I was mouthy and was a dick, but I wasn't in and out of rehab. That doesn't make me better than anyone else, but I just wasn't quite at that level of a boarding school attendee. Um, But I did have some friends that probably would have been shipped off to boarding school. So... Essentially, her mom was looking for help anywhere because, like I said, she had been in and out of rehab. She didn't know what else to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so her mom's best friend, Teresa, her husband was the pastor of their church. And this is like Bible country in Texas. Mm-hmm. And she was like 
telling her best friend, like, I don't know what to do with my daughter. She's in a bad space. Like, I'm at my wit's end. And her best friend was like, listen, we know of this school in, wait, where is it? It's in, like, Minnesota, I think. Oh, Minnesota. Or Missouri. Where are the Ozarks? Missouri? I don't know. Yes. It's in Missouri. Damn it. I know. Sorry. I love a Minnesota I know you do. You know, wine and crime is my jam. I mean, you could have done it for Manitoba. It's right above Minnesota. Oh, that's oh, true. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I didn't realize man. where Manitoba was. Okay. 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 So um, this was around 2014. So her best, she's telling her best friend all this stuff, and she's like, listen, my husband's, you know, through the church, knows of this girl's boarding school in um, Missouri that- I think you pr- <laughs> pronounce it in Missouri. Is it really pronounced Missouri? I don't think so. But I don't think so. Either. I think people from there might say that. Oh, I'm going to call it Missouri. Okay. I'm from Cleveland. So, <laughs> and she was like, and it just so happens that they have a bed open and it's like a faith based whatever. Uh-huh. So Teresa's Sounds like, terrible. Teresa's like, I'm in. Take oh! her. Like, again, no. at her wit's end. I think she was also a single mom. So there's lots of, you know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so she was excited because the school, promoted itself as a um, strict regimen of chores, schoolwork, and Bible study. And again, was a faith-based all-girls boarding school. Steamed legit. Their website was very well put together. On the website, they did say that they were registered with the Department of Education. Oh, did they? Mm -hmm. Mm. They sure did. It was a husband and wife team that ran the school. Mm -hmm. Um, The wife used to be a nurse, so she has some medical background. And I think Ashley, the daughter, was on some medication, so her mom felt comfort like someone would be able to, like, give her the get her the right dosage and kind of monitor her medication intake Mm -hmm. um so it was like a family thing yikes so the pastor and Teresa's best friend said you know what we'll make the trip the trip and take Ashley we'll drop her off at the all-girls school for you because it's it's gonna be really hard for you to take her so they drive, I think it's like eight hours from where they live to this Missouri ranch. So they get there and Ashley in the interview in Dateline said everything looked, it was dark out when they got there. So she couldn't really like scope out the school or like mm-hmm. where the housing was or anything. But um, Boyd and Stephanie were the couple that ran the school and they were super friendly. So nice. They waited up for her arrival. They were laughing and just, just amazing people from the get go. Okay. Until the pastor and his wife left. She said the minute that they dropped Ashley off and left, the mood completely changed. Like she said, Boyd and Stephanie's faces just went like blank. Like the laughter was gone. They stopped smiling. It was like down to business and she knew she was in trouble. Uh She's like, holy shit, where am I? Where did I end up? Um, So we're going to pause with Ashley's story and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the ranch and how it came to. Okay. So the ranch opened in 2006 and again, it was a faith-based boarding school. They take in about 20 to 30 girls a year. Mm-hmm. It's in this little like side house on their property. And it's mm-hmm. a horse farm. Like they oh. have horses and they, they use, they market themselves as like a horse therapy. Therapy, thank you. Mm. Facility. Um, most of the girls were sent there by their parents because they were acting out or needed some type of guidance or they were sent there via court order oh which I thought was interesting um prior to starting the ranch um Stephanie was a nurse and Boyd had a background a military background he was a drill sergeant Ah! and he also worked at a local 
a neighboring boys boarding school called Agape. So it was similar. Yeah. I thought I did too. But whatever. Um, So he had worked there for a little bit. And again, his background was in like, he was a, he was like very high up in the military. So I appreciate his service, but I feel like I do appreciate his service, but you're not going to like him. Perfect. Um, They had a son and daughter (laughs) who also worked on the ranch as well. And that's their daughter's name is um, Amanda, who we'll talk about later. So right now we, we've talked about Ashley, uh-huh. who got there. Uh-huh. Boyd and Stephanie run the ranch, and Amanda's the daughter. Oh God. Okay. Am I on the right page? Who knows? You didn't. Did you number them? Um, I did. Okay, I am. Got it. <laughs> so Amanda was 15, the daughter, when Boyd decided to open up the school. Mm-hmm. So back to Ashley. Sorry, there's a lot of jumping around, but I feel it's like fine. you guys can follow. Yeah, you're smart. Um, so <laughs> can Ash- I just sidebar on that? Yeah, let me take a drink. Take a drink. Um, when I went to Miami uh, University in um, Oxford, Ohio, not the one in Florida, everyone. Um, the tagline for my graduating year was "You're here because you're smart," and it was everywhere. And we would get drunkity drunk, drunk, and we would tell each other, "You're here because you're smart." <laughs> I feel like that's such a Miami. So, guys, Miami and of Ohio is a very. It's where all your smart kids in in high school go. I clearly did not go there. I uh, went to Kent State. The people from my school went weren't the smartest. Oh, really? Minerva no. was like. I feel like it was like our the top of our class went to Miami. Um, you had to be smart to go there. Yeah, you had to have decent grades, and they but they also liked extracurriculars. You had to be like a well-rounded social. You had to be well rounded and you had to be like in the community, like doing community things. And but stuff. its nickname yes. when yeah. I was in school and you were probably in school was J Crew U because everyone oh, was. Oh, I didn't vi- know that. Oh, everyone was very preppy. I was more of like a wet seal girl. I mean, I don't know what I was, but it wasn't J Crew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have more never of like, been a J Crew person. Actually, I was but... more of a Gabriel Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like a TJ Maxx. Because I couldn't really afford much more than that. I was but... a Maxinista. But J Crew, yeah. Um, very fratty sorority. Yes. Yeah. Very wasn't Greek. But anyway, it just reminded me that our tagline for my, every year had a tagline and ours when we started was you're here cause you're smart. And I was like, Kent's was, you're so pretty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not what I'm <laughs> just kidding. My best friend Danielle says that to me or anybody that says something stupid, she'll say, you're so pretty. Yeah. And I love it. I steal it from her. Okay. Okay. So Ashley's there. She knows she's in a bad space. Things just go downhill from there. Um, here are some of the alleged. So all of this is alleged. Uh-huh. Nothing is. But it was reported on Dateline. It was reported on Dateline. Okay. Also, I'll give up my other sources at the end because I feel like the one girl did a really great YouTube video that I watched. I think mm. she's called, I'll just tell you now because I'll forget, The Illuminatist. Ooh. The Illuminati. But it's spelled I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-U-G-H-T-I-I. It sounds very... Um, conspiracy theory but she did a great job with her sources and was very like put together so i'm going to give her a shout out for that usually i don't like those types of things Mm -hmm. but i mean i do love to read about the illuminati stuff but not for my sources for this anyway okay side by side (laughs) so some of the alleged abuse that the girls have claimed over the past decade this has been going on Mm -hmm. is first off the wall and what that means is for days, for hours and sometimes days, these girls were forced to stand with their nose against the wall, just mm-hmm. a blank wall. No. 
They would also have to eat on the wall, meaning like they would get one of those um, plastic cafeteria trays from like the 80s and 90s of when you're in school. Mm -hmm. And you would have to hold the tray while you're still facing the wall and eat. And Boyd would come through and knock the tray out of your hands sometimes just to be a dick and like like splatter your food everywhere. And then you'd have to clean with a toothbrush. But was it your own toothbrush? No, I don't know. Maybe. That would be even more of a punishment. They'd have to scrub the floors with a toothbrush. Gross. They would be forced to do push-ups. And while they were in a push-up, Boyd again would come through and kick their arms in and make them fall. He was just a dick. Just a fucking dick. It kind of sounds like he might be a psychopath or a sociopath. Um, yes. They were also, let's see, I already said that. He would grab them from behind the neck and pin them down. Also, they would have drills where he would yell restraint and he would restrain the girls, but then he would force the older girls in the school to jump on top and also restrain that person. And if he didn't think you were pushing hard enough, he would then restrain you and he would threaten the other girls until they peed their pants that he would hurt them until like they ended up peeing their pants or something. So very intense pain, very abusive. There's also sexual abuse um, allegations as well. Mm Mm-mm. Um, let's see what else. Oh, he would also starve a lot of the, some, some girls he would overfeed them. Like the one girl, they said she was special needs, which is really sad that she was there Yeah, and she hated olives. And again, this is all alleged, but she hated olives. So he fed her olives until she threw up and then made her eat her throw up. Nope. I cannot handle when people make other people eat throw up. I mean, who, who does that? That's disgusting. Yes. I, it's, it was bad. There's so much more, but I won't go into like all the details because we're, you know, because I didn't write them down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, let's see, I talked about that, sexual abuse charges. So all of this was going on and Ashley knew the minute she was left there, it was bad news bears mm-hmm. and she can attest to all of this stuff. Right. Um, they would also monitor their letters that they were mailing home and their phone calls. So mm-hmm. whenever they would like talk to their parents at home, Boyd or his wife would get on the other line and do the whole like, you know, where you'd hang up, you'd press the receiver so mm-hmm. you could hear, you know, they could listen in or whatever. Um, but the breaking point for Ashley was she was in the barn one day and she was raped by Amanda, the sister's little brother. So How old she, was he? I don't know. I think he, I, they don't say at the time. But she alleges that she was raped by him and she was also being starved. So she called her mom one day, Teresa, and was like, Mom, I'm being starved. And the the phone line cut out. And her mom called back and was like, I'm coming to get my daughter. So Teresa jumps in her car, drives eight hours, and picks up her daughter, Ashley, and rips her out of the school. But the weird thing is, is when she pulled her out of the school, Boyd and Stephanie made her sign Something saying that her daughter was not abused and was not sexually assaulted and like all these things that she had to sign off on, which red flag number a thousand and whatever. Right. So Amanda at the time, the daughter of Boyd and Stephanie grew up in this. Like she, so this is Ashley's story going on. Ashley told, she didn't tell her mom about the rape, but she told her mom about the abuse and her mom did report it to the police in mm-hmm. um, Missouri. In this, t- oh, the town was called Humanville, also, which is weird. Yeah. Um, she did report it to the police, not the rape, but just the abuse. And it wasn't the first report, and the police just didn't do anything. Oh. 
So, Effective. right. So Amanda, the daughter grew up in this world and environment. She grew up, um, their stories kind of intercross here. So she grew up admiring, admiring her dad, thinking he was like the greatest man on earth. And she said that the minute he started going to this very like, um, fire and brimstone church is when he started like coming up with this idea for a school and kind of started the ranch and changed as a person. And through all these years, she had the girls complain to her, but she never believed it. She, it was her dad and she, she right. saw it happening, but that's how she grew up. So she didn't think any different. Um, until one day, um, oh, they also were not allowed to wear pants. They'd wear dresses because if you wore pants, you would go to hell. I don't know. Untrue. So, right. Very untrue. Or we're all just doomed. Um, <laughs> so Amanda was 17 at the time, the daughter, and one of the girls was talking about how she really want, just wanted to wear pants. And Amanda had had enough at this point. She's coming to age a little bit, and she's like, this just doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, if you really go to hell if you wear pants, then why is my mom wearing pants? And her dad got wind that she had made this comment to one of the girls and kicked her out of the house. So she went and lived with her grandparents, moved away, and then eventually moved to California, got married, started a family, and had kids of her own. Mm-hmm. So during this whole transition time, we have Ashley's story going on in the background. There's a lot of chatter on social media. Like, things are starting to rev up a little bit. Other girls are reaching out to Amanda, who's the daughter, who's no longer involved in the family at all. Kind of disowned her family a little bit, but still loved her family, but just what didn't want to be involved. Changed her name on social media. Mm-hmm. Kind of distanced herself. Wanted to start over. Until one day she receives um, a message on Facebook and it's from a girl who's unnamed and basically says like, your dad raped me. Like I found you. I know you're his daughter. I know you grew up in the school too. Like your dad raped me and I want you to know about it. And she said at that moment she couldn't turn a blind eye anymore. So she went to TikTok Mm -hmm. and she started um, a TikTok page dedicated solely for victims from the school yeah and the tiktok page is called at exposing circle of hope and she reached out to all the former girls that reached out to her including our friend ashley who Mm -hmm. we started the story with and let them like gave them a platform to tell their story she also posted a disturbing video of her dad like talking to some of the girls and it went viral and just blew up and went crazy yeah so as of this summer because of Amanda's help the daughter she essentially exposed this whole school and her parents and Boyd and Stephanie were arrested Mm -hmm. 24 of the girls were removed from the school so just this past summer in 2020 there were still girls going to the school also the interesting thing is these religious boarding schools there's no regulations Mm -hmm. there's 21 states that have no regular like they don't have to be registered they're tax exempt. They can do whatever they want, and there's no consequence. Do you think it's because of the separation of church and state? I do, yes. Okay. But I do think there needs – so, for example, like when Teresa, Ashley's mom, looked up the school, they said that they were certified from the state and all this stuff. Well, they just lied. Like they just made all that stuff up. They can do whatever they want, essentially. Right. So um, Boyd and Stephanie have been arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, actually they're not, they were arrested, but they're facing charges. They're facing, um, two, um, civil lawsuits for rape and abuse of mm-hmm. two Jane Doe's who've not, they've come forward, but they don't want to release their names, which is fine. Um, I did write down a quote from the law firm that's represent, that is representing, um, Stephanie and Boyd. Mm-hmm. And here's the comment that they made to a local newspaper. 
they said, oh, in a TV interview, that the source of these allegations are young women who have troubled pasts, who are biased and prejudiced, and who have no credibility. Hmm. So essentially, the law firm that's representing Boyd and Stephanie are basically saying, like, these kids are trash, and like, don't you shouldn't them. believe them or listen to them. Hmm. Um, but the sad thing is, is spanning over the past decade, so many charges charges have been filed. In fact, the case book is over five inches thick of allegations throughout the years that no one listened to. Like, no one believed these women. So whenever um, the daughter stepped forward and finally, like, kind of exposed herself a little bit and said, listen, like, I was a part of it. And she even said in the Dateline interview, she's like, I was a part of this. I didn't know any better, but, like, I played a role in this. I saw it, and I'm here to expose it and kind of undo what I did. Mm -hmm. And there are... They are trying to change legisla- legislation and laws now in Missouri, but it's a long process, and um, we'll, we'll see. They have not gone to they have not gone to court yet, so we don't know like the outcome. Yeah, but they have been charged, so we'll see. Oh, so shit. I don't know where I am with all my paperwork, but um, <laughs> it's strewn all over the table. That's the story of Amanda Amanda um, Householder, who's the daughter, and then Ashley Tucker, who were the two main. Um, people in the Dateline interview and the girl that reached out to Amanda telling her that her dad raped her um, her name is I gotta look for it I'll find it she didn't give her last name but she's also very outspoken but these girls have bonded together Mm -hmm. and they're just being very loud as you should be like call them out like don't let them continue this behavior and it's very eye-opening there's also a boy school the agape boy Mm -hmm. school that they're like doing protests like standing outside their gates and Mm -hmm. they're really like and amanda's leading the charge for this so for the agape one Mm -hmm. because her dad ran that one. he started there he didn't run it he just worked there but he kind of learned the ins and outs of the inner workings of it and then applied it to the girls school so no it's a lot and i was i'm kind of all over the place but it's a lot of information um Super interesting if you go to their Facebook page, all the comments and all the people that have spoken out. And they just, yeah. they also said that a lot of the police were in their back pockets. Like they would pay them off and and mm. CPS would show up, but then all the girls would like be clothed and dressed really nice. And like, it was just a didn't lot of- Didn't have their faces against a wall. Didn't have their faces against the wall. Weren't scrubbing the floor with toothbrushes. Um, and also with this, they didn't get any real education. It was all Bible based. So- it's just it's very sad and it's very eye-opening and I think it's an important story to tell because you never you got to really research where you send your kids and yeah who's watching over them and I get Teresa I'm not like bashing her she was in a very desperate situation but yeah um there's resources out there today that you know you can go to mm-hmm. but so that's their story oh god ah. ah well I'm glad those people got caught and are being charged yes hopefully I mean they're being charged but who knows if they'll be found guilty yeah well sounds terrible. the school's been shut down good the property's been put up for sale and it sold in december oh and they also made over three hundred thousand dollars a year of profit off the school um stephanie and boyd mm. for their nonprofit. for their nonprofit. amazing that was tax-free hmm. oh oh yeah hmm. so that's why these exist they're not regulated and they make a ton of money wow and it's a power trip with that being said i'm just gonna give myself yeah wine. i know splash I got a little nervous at the end because I was just like all over the place no you were great let me see if I I don't think I missed anything yeah but good old TikTok you know sometimes social media can be used for good I get 
I've been starting to get sucked into TikTok. And I can't, it's I, danger. I'm not doing it yet. Don't. I like. But it can be used for good. Yeah. But I definitely watch dumb shit on there. And then I just keep scrolling. Yeah. So I'm like, that's funny. Next. That's funny. Anyway, don't do it. My friend sends me a lot of TikTok videos and I watch them and then I'm just like, I feel like a lot of it's just, some of it's really funny, but then some of it's just like girls dancing and I think it's stupid. Yeah. Like they think they're hot, which is great. You can think you're hot. It's fine. I'm just not into it. I'm too old for it, I guess. Oh, middle part, side part, skinny jeans. Here we are. (sighs) Anywho. And Jenny has no paper in front of her. No, I'm just, I'm a glass of wine in. I'm, I have a little bit of a sweat stash happening. I started to get a little slurry at the end. What kind of, I don't know what the ABV, we didn't look. 13.5. Oh, I'm that's a, not bad. But it's not bad. But I also haven't had a lot of food today, so oh. I was a little slurry at the end. Slurry. I don't have any paper, so hopefully <laughs> I remember my story. <laughs> okay, I am covering the um, alleged... Mm-hmm. kidnapping of one sherry papini and we couldn't figure out i don't we didn't do this no okay and once this i is did dateline. the research you were I like, was like no all okay. right ah, and this ah. is a dateline i or, think well there's a lot believe me the, the coverage on this was insane in 2016 when this happened it was a nationwide story Ooh. okay so um we'll start at the very beginning because it's okay. a very good place to start um, so Sherry was, this was, this all happened in, um, Northern California, um, in Shasta County. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sherry went to school with a boy named Keith Papini and, um, Keith and her met in seventh grade and they started dating. Cute. Mm. So it was, you know. A childhood love story. Love at first junior high. Yeah. Sight. <laughs> love at first closed mouth. When you really know. <laughs> when you really know yourself. I have a friend who's married to the person he's dating in seventh grade. That's very romantic. I find that to be very romantic. Well, but it, also it wasn't very... a straight shot for them. So they started dating in seventh grade. They dated on and off. Oh. Okay, good. Through so high school and stuff like that. Actually, Sherry got married to someone else. Oh. oh. So she got married to someone, I think his name was David. Again, I did not write any notes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going off memory. So she got married to this guy. Didn't work out. She ended up running into Keith again, and sparks flew immediately. So that seventh grade kiss really just boop, boop. He probably got better, hopefully, I mean, from seventh so. grade. Because <laughs> let's reminisce our seventh grade kisses were not good. Oh, my boyfriend in seventh grade asked me if he could kiss me when we were on our Mohican trip, and I was like, on the cheek. <laughs> That was it. Like, what a bitch. I made out with a kid in seventh grade at the dance. Matt Bednar, shout out, was like my first boyfriend. <laughs> and I had never, like, it was a terrible kiss, but I didn't know any better. And we were in seventh grade. Yeah, nobody knows like, what they're doing. It was, I remember having to do this afterwards. Because mm. there was slobber all over my face. Yes. And yes. I'm sure he had to do the same. Yes. Like wiping a milk mustache it off. Was, but it's a slobber mustache. I hope he's a better kisser today. I'm Fing- sure he is. Fingers crossed. Someone had to teach him at Someone some point. Someone, and think it wasn't me. Again, my first kiss, I was like, you can kiss me on the cheek and have a good day. Walk I was like, away. let's go for this. His name was Jason Bunn. That's all we did, though. <laughs> you could be Jenny Bunn. Oh, my God, I could be. And then my first real, I guess we'll call him real boyfriend, was Mike Casco. And he um, 
was the cutest. He was on the football team. I just made the cheerleading squad in eighth grade. Oh, and he would write me notes that he was going to kiss me when he made a touchdown. (sighs) And I was like, oh my God. That is so romantic. (laughs) Isn't it? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Did you save the notes? I did. Do you have them still? Yes. So cute. I do. I'm pretty sure he still lives kind of in the area. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, shout out my Casco. <laughs> Wait, sidebar. Is your friend, are your friends still together? That yeah. That in seventh grade? They have a kid, have a dog. Did they date anyone else in between? Nope. So interesting. And not me. that I know of anyway. I mean, yeah. I haven't talked to them since college, but I'm pretty, I mean, based on like social media, I'm pretty sure they dated the entire time. And wow. That's, impre- that's impressive. I, I mean, I have friends that started dating in sophomore year and they are married and have three kids. So... I just feel like a lot happens from whatever. Okay. okay. It's crazy to think to be with the same person you were from 13 years old. Yeah, but sometimes good for them. Sometimes yeah, love just finds a way. That's right. So Sherry and Keith found a way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they got married, I think it was like in 2009. And uh, we're going to fast forward this to 2016 okay. when our story actually takes place. So at this point, they have two kids. Uh, Sherry was described as a a super mom and I don't know if that was a self-given title but it sounds like a lot of family and friends thought she was like the perfect mom okay and people in like all these interviews like on 2020 and all the stuff they were like what do you mean by perfect like give us an example and it was just she was a stay-at-home mom who would just dedicate her life to her kids and if she said she was going to bring a pie to whatever event it wasn't just any pie it was the most beautiful best tasting pie you had ever seen she in was gonna life. make it she wasn't gonna go to costco and buy a fucking pie she's no. gonna make it okay. she wasn't gonna be like me and buy a frozen marie calendar pie put a little Which egg on top delicious. and throw it in the oven and pretend i made it no or buy that grandma's old-fashioned potato mm. salad scoop it out into a bowl and put a paprika uh dusting on top and say you made it because i've done that too i love the giant eagle brand go sorry amazing (laughs) okay um so when they said she was the perfect mom this is what they meant so she was just very dedicated to her family Mm -hmm. her husband keith uh he worked as some kind of like technical person at best buy okay so i don't know like if that meant he was on the geek squad or if he was like a manager but he worked at best buy he could do things yeah he had like you know Technical fix knowledge. Things. Okay. Right. And um, he, uh, I totally lost my train of thought. He could fix things. Geek Squad. Best Geek Buy. Squad. Best Buy. Amazing. Oh, so they live this fairy tale life where, like, they actually moved into Keith's childhood home, which I was like, I don't know if that's a fairy tale, but I mean, I loved my childhood home. I don't know if I could live in it, though. My mom still lives in our childhood home, and I would never want to live there. No offense. I just don't know if I could, because I feel like my memories would be of my childhood there, and I don't I don't know if I want it to be of my adulthood, too. Yeah. Like, I... doing it with my husband in my parents' old bedroom. Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Well, that was the first thing I thought of. But... That's weird. Yeah. So they, not for, they... That's not for me. It's not whatever, my jam. Whatever, but... whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's, like, fine. They live yeah. there. They had this beautiful, like, they were, they're also very good looking. So, like... He's pretty good looking and she's like a knockout. Yeah. Like long blonde hair, blue eyes, perfect skin, skinny, like ample bosom, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the wine's kicking in. Um, So she and him are like this little picture. They have a boy and a girl. Um, So, and the boy is four, the girl is two. It's just like everybody's dream. Right. Okay. 
So where are we at again? Where is this? 2016 in Northern California. Okay. Shasta oh, County. and Northern California. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good gorgeous. Yeah. So the, it's a rural area that they live in. It's not like San Francisco or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, so they're living their beautiful life. And one morning, it was November 2nd, 2016. And um, what usually happened is they would wake up and Keith would kiss the family goodbye head to his you know job at best buy like keith or is he shady we don't know yet okay this whole thing ends in mystery which is disappointing but that's what makes it interesting i think so he goes to work and then um sherry basically takes the kids to daycare which i was like must be nice not that i'm ragging on anyone but like you're a stay-at-home mom you get to take your kids (gasps) to daycare girl yes living the life living it up so she takes the and i don't know it's every day like i'm just being a bitch because whatever um but she takes the kids to daycare and she um had decided to start training for the turkey trot which i'm sure is like a 5k bullshit Something, on yeah. thanksgiving day that you do with your family and you just like kenny's gonna kenny does that with his family i feel like i did I knew for it. two years. Yeah. My okay. family didn't do it. My cousins did it. And oh, I did it with okay. them. Gross. My mom doesn't run. No? No. That's because like family's me, like a workout family. No. I feel like me and your mom are like, we don't My run. mom does yoga. That's it. Great. My dad used to run. He used to run marathons all the time. Really? Ugh. Yeah. I don't mm. like running. It hurts my knees. I like. I mean, I did the treadmill yesterday. I did a mile. My knees can't handle it. It anymore. was slow. I mean, it was. It wasn't impressive. Anyway. Um. Okay. So I'm not doing any turkey trots anytime soon. <laughs> so she's getting ready for the turkey trots. So it's early November. Um. She decides to put on her headphones. Uh. And go for this run. And they live again in this rural area, but they live in a neighborhood. I feel like I know. I this is coming. But back she to me. would. She would run to an area that was like a mile from their house, where it turned into like wooded paths. And I was like, girl, girl, stay out of the forest. Fucking stay out of the forest. SSDGM. God damn it. So how many times do I have to tell you? Sorry. God bless America. She, she just shoved chocolate in her mouth. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> um, so she goes running in the forest. And um, then we're going to cut back to Keith. Keith is now uh, done with work at the Best Buy. It's about 4.15 when he gets home, and okay. he's used to walking in the door. This is These are parts that make me a little cringy, which I think you'll agree with. Um, he's like, mm, I walk I'm in the door. I'm not going to like this. I walk in Fresh the door. Fresh cookies. Like, Make your own damn Basically, cookies. it was like, usually I walk in the door, and my son runs at me at 1,000 miles an hour because he's just a wild man. And then Violet, my daughter, is right behind him. And then my wife comes in, and we all have a family snuggle. I don't believe that. Boo. And I was like, mm, I don't believe that. Boo. That's not real life. Is that right, Keith? Is that what you do? You have a family fucking snuggle? Is that what really, you do? Really, Keith? Because you had a bad day at Best Buy, and someone pissed you off, and you're coming home, and you're I angry. I can't imagine you have any good days at Best Buy. I would right. assume not. Right. I would assume not. So anyway, so this is this is this is what Keith's saying. Yeah. So he gets home and the car is there. So Sherry's car is there, hmm. but no one greets him. And he's oh. like, he's like, I gotta make my own cookies. He's like, I gotta snuggle with myself. <laughs> Get the lotion. And the, and, the, <laughs> and the kids aren't there because they're at daycare still, right? Right. Okay. So he. <laughs> sorry, that's inappropriate. So he does something that I thought was very strange. He didn't try and call his wife. He did the find my iPhone. Oh my God. I've seen this one and this is such a good story. Yes. I don't think that's weird. That he didn't call her first. I do that with Kim. 
Really? Okay, stalker. Yeah, no, like, I would call first. I would call, and then if well, I couldn't get a hold of them, I'd do if, find What I'll do is, like, if she's, like, I always forget if she's tutoring or something. Oh. And I'm oh, like, so Kim should be home right now. And I'll look, like, oh, she's still, you know, orange Kenny's high like, school. where's my cookies? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Just if, kidding. If her phone's not at orange family? high school and it's, like, on a random road, I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I should call her and see yeah. what's up. Yeah. And you really want your family snuggles when you get yeah. home. I got Bodie. It's fine. Well, that's well. Okay, so your situation is different because she could be tutoring or something. But like, if Todd didn't call me first and just did find my iPhone, I'd be like, take it down a few Relax. notches. Relax. So he does find my iPhone, and here's the thing that's very interesting about their neighborhood. So again, it's rural. So their mailbox is a mile away from their house. Mm. It's at like because their neighborhood is really big. I wonder why she runs. Yeah. So the um the mailbox is really far away, and her phone pings right near the mailbox so he's like well maybe she took the kids for a walk to go get the mail you know mm-hmm. whatever so he uh drives down to the mailboxes and he gets there and okay. he sees her iphone and her earbuds oh. laying on the ground and there's a bunch of her blonde hair like wrapped up in the earphones as, as if someone had ripped them off <gasps> her head i do not know this story i was thinking of something else oh my god that's terrifying right so he's like so tell me he calls 911 or the police well first <laughs> keith come on come on keith so he drives around a little bit um he calls his parents to go pick up the kids well okay first he calls the daycare and he's like hi did sherry pick up the kids and they're like no, she hasn't picked him up yet. And he's like, that's strange. So he has his parents go pick up the kids. Then he drives around a little bit looking for her. Then he calls 911. Eh. So he calls 911 and he explains to the lady, and he sounds pretty frantic on the phone, but he doesn't sound upset. He just sounds like almost winded. I don't know. It's very, it's a, From, it's like, a strange a body. Call. Got it. <laughs> so he's he's like I don't know what to do I found these headphones I took some pictures of it but I left them there because I didn't want to like disturb it if it's a crime scene okay but I think someone took my wife okay so they send the police and he talks to them and immediately like it starts you know the search parties and helicopters and all that shit start going on well First, the police think the phone and the earbuds look very staged mm-hmm. because the way that they are <clears throat> laying on the ground is not like somebody like grabbed her and they just flew out of her hand. Also, the hair would like float away, I would think, in the wind or like, yeah, it w- you know I, what I, I mean? Yeah, it just seemed very strange to the police. And, and it's 2016, so you probably had And the like- phone was literally like laying on the ground and the earbuds were like this. Like it looked very much like someone set their phone for and earbuds everyone down. who's not watching. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> she's saying the earbuds are right on top of the phone, basically. Like laying yeah. perfectly, like crossed. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Like just not. That's not how they. I mean, yeah, it, like I guess someone, it could. I'm trying to picture how hair would come out pulling right. headphones too. Maybe like, she had the earbuds that like went n- behind her. Ear, no, like. the picture showed them. They were the old kind with the wire. So how they would weren't that pull wireless. Out hair, though. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm, you're, you're asking the wrong person. I don't have any hair, so I'm like, Bruh. we're gonna get to the bottom of this case right now. You guys, we're gonna solve put, this motherfucker. Put headphones in Danelle and just yank rip them out, out my quick. ears. Okay, so we're gonna do it a couple of times and see what we can get. Drag me across the floor. Okay. Um, okay. So at this point, they're getting all kinds of people involved. Like the FBI's involved, the police. That's weird that they got like the FBI so quickly involved, and like the helicopters. And, yeah. And he's driving around for twenty minutes. And like, that up, and like, there's looking. no. There's literally no other evidence. They find they have dogs out looking in that area. They can't get a, a scent. They can't get anything. She's just 
gone. Hmm. I feel like I need to burp and I can't. You guys don't want to hear it anyway. Um, it's disgusting when I burp. Um, okay. So uh, they interview, you know, like Sherry's sister and like right. Sherry's sister-in-law. And they're all just like, she was the perfect mom and you need to find her and da 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 blah, 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 blah. So time is going by and um, Keith feels like not enough is happening. So he um, involves a, an entrepreneur who has come into town who has offered to give uh, a money reward. In the, the YouTube video I watched, the girl called it mm. a reverse ransom, which is just like basically give us back this person. We'll give you $50,000. Okay. The person who put the money up, the entrepreneur, did not want to be named. So, like, that seems legit. But then this, like, weird... But what's in it for the entrepreneur? I don't understand. Nobody knows. Okay. So then the then this other guy shows up, and he is, like, supposed to be this ransom um, negotiator extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And he used to be in, like, the military, or so he claims. Mm. And he's on a bunch of shows, and he is the face of this reverse ransom thing. And he's talking about, like, how they just want to get her back. And, he, like, I don't understand how he's – his name's, like, Gamble, I think is his last name. Okay. And he just seems like a real douche. Mm-hmm. And then it, it comes out later that, like, he's a total fraud. Mm. And so, like, that being inserted in the middle of this seems real fishy. Mm. Do you think Keith knew that he was a fraud? Don't know. Okay. Uh, the other thing that was interesting is they also started a GoFundMe because Keith wanted to hire private investigators to help in the search. So he started a GoFundMe page, which raised $49,000. Damn. Okay. So, which I would do. I mean, I would hire a private sure. investigator, but I don't think that, that that's weird. But I do think it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Hmm. It is now November 22nd. Thanksgiving's approaching. It is now. Well, in that year, that was Thanksgiving Day because oh, it okay. was an early Thanksgiving. Okay. Also, my brother's birthday. Shout out, Jeff. Happy birthday. Um, and it's 4.30 in the morning, and somebody is driving down a rural stretch of road near Sacramento, which is South California, Southern California. Mm-hmm. And they see this woman who is running with a chain around her waist. Oh, my God. Her hands chained to that chain and zip ties around her ankles. And she's running, and she is, it's November. She is not dressed for the weather. She is, does not have enough clothing on. She, her face looks dirty, but it turns out that her entire face is covered in bruises. So the woman who's driving, she mm-hmm. has her daughter with her, and she sees so what this. what do you do as a parent with your daughter with you? She did not stop. Well, would you? No. I wouldn't either. She drove a little down the road. She stopped and her car, and she called the police and said, yeah. This is where I'm at. I just saw a woman. She looked terrified and like something is wrong with her. And she had like chains and stuff on her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she, like Sherry kept saying, I thought people would think I escaped from prisons because it is Sherry. So um, the police come, they find her and indeed it's Sherry. She has lost 15% of her body weight. Damn. In 20 days. She's been gone 20 days. I believe she must have weighed around 100 pounds because the report, yeah, I know. I'm like, who are you? And you had two babies? Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, um, she now weighs 85 pounds, which I'm like, that's too skinny for an adult person that's of a height. Of any height? Of any height. That's Yeah. They say you're supposed to be, once you're five feet, you should weigh 100 pounds. And then it's... What about 5'5"? 
you add 10 40 pounds oh no five pounds for every inch above that i think anyway whatever that's just like weird science okay um that's that's not important right now that's not where i'm at okay so sherry is emaciated she has bruises all over her face she has chains all over her and uh so they take her to the hospital they alert uh keith keith comes to the hospital and when the police get there so she's been gone for about two and a half weeks three weeks yeah almost three weeks 20 days is three weeks um she can't remember anything it's very strange the only thing she can say is she was abducted by two women oh who often had their face covered and spoke only spanish in front of her but she doesn't remember like being a abducted she can't tell him like how she has all these bruises she also another frightening part of this is that she also had been branded so her shoulder she had a brand on her shoulder and it's never been released what the brand was Hmm. if it was um a symbol or a word or what but she was branded on her shoulder um and that happened early on because it was pretty scabbed over by the time she was found okay he's 20 days later so um you know, everyone's just really relieved that she has been found, but they're very scared because they're like, who's next? Who are are these kidnappers and why are they out there? Right. So what did they get from this? There's no, well, so this this is where all the conspiracy theories come in. Mm -hmm. So, which I feel kind of terrible because if, and I, I, I think she was probably really kidnapped, but if she was kidnapped for real, a lot of people think it was hoaxed and she wasn't, but if she was, she went through a horrendous, situation Mm -hmm. and for some reason they just they literally drove her down a road and kicked her out of the car in the middle of nowhere when they were done with her yeah and it wasn't like they did anything to her other than abuse her so she wasn't raped or anything like that no no because it was two women not that i'm saying women don't rape but they didn't it was all so the facial and they also they cut off all of her hair but why why would they do this there's no so there's a lot of theories like uh, the people who think that she may have been really kidnapped think that she could have they could have kidnapped her to try and sell her into the sex trade mm. like human or like tra- the human organ trade market is a big market. yeah but I think more human trafficking than mm. anything because she's young and pretty and you know she would probably go for a high dollar not to be like gross but um but then they decided the not fa- to but the fact that they beat her and right. cut off her hair like those are things that would have helped with the sale of her human self right unfortunately and they were i mean like the bridge of her nose was broken like there was a lot that was going on but there were some inconsistencies that made people think it was a hoax like she said that she really hurt her foot when she was um, being held captive and she could barely walk and when they did an examination of both of her feet there was nothing wrong with either foot Hmm. And so they couldn't figure out what but she doesn't she's remember anything. So it's like, she's, and she said she was for the most part, she was tied up and blindfolded the entire time and drugged probably. Probably. Her. Yeah. So she doesn't remember very much. Hmm. Um, and like I said, there were inconsistencies. A lot of people think her and Keith were in cahoots and like did this to put together the GoFundMe and make $50,000. Were they in financial problems? Were they having financial problems? No, but there were, there were some things that, they also think that um, she may have had some extramarital affairs. Okay. Because they found text messages from someone. They were under a woman's name in Sherry's cell phone, oh. but it turned out to be a man that she was having communications with from Michigan. Mm. And he had come out to visit. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, and it was like they were talking in October right before she was 
quote unquote abducted. So maybe so, this was like her plan to like escape with him and then realize she didn't want to and then right. had him and then had to do this to like make it look like she yeah. was still a perfect mom and, and I don't wife. it doesn't pass a sniff test to me. Like I don't right. not and that I want a victim shame, but And then Keith, um, he a lot of people were like he was in on it, but he he did pass a polygraph, which oh, I know did? it doesn't stand up in court, not that they're taking him to court, but yeah, he passed a polygraph. He, in the interviews, he is beside himself. He is crying a lot did he know about the other person prior to this or no Mm-mm. okay and a lot of people think they did it just to get fame but here's the thing they like even though she was like a perfect mom it wasn't one of those moms that like posts everything on social media in fact she and her husband stayed off social media did not post their kids pictures so, or yeah, any of their family that. stuff on social media um neither one had facebook like at all um so, and then people had said, like, they were doing this to get a reality TV show. And again, it was like, yeah, but they didn't seem to want attention. They yeah. were very private people. And then the other thing is, is she, um, like, once this all happened, she kind of recluded to the house. Is that a right word? Like, she was a recluse? She, yeah, like, she just basically doesn't go outside, stays home with the kids, like, does not interact with the public mm. because and she's never made a statement since really yeah since and she hasn't she, been charged with anything mm-hmm. or hmm. so she basically her i mean she's as far as i know she this was 2020 was the last like i remember hearing the story now but I, and i remember there being a lot of controversy around it but i didn't know yeah. the ins and outs of the story yeah it was it's basically like was she really kidnapped was it a hoax if it was a hoax why did they do it like was it the money was it like the fame? fifty thousand dollars don't get me wrong that's a lot of money but it's not an, a lot of money to uproot your life and to like put your kids into i i just don't so yeah. someone doing that for 50 grand unless you're gonna like lose your house or something I don't know yeah it just and it like to go to that extreme mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I could see maybe the affair thing and she also she did have some mental health issues like as a teenager uh-huh. um that were surfaced while the investigation was going on but again we all were a little off our rocker when we were teens and yeah. and Mental health doesn't necessarily mean you're going to stage a, a kidnapping, right. break your own nose, punch yourself in the face. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. I almost feel like I, not that I like, but I feel like the affair has to be the the only thing that makes sense. Where, right. like, she had planned to run off with this guy. Right. Changed her mind. And had to figure out a way to get back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did they interview the, the guy she was having an affair with? Or no? Yeah, they talked to him. I don't, I think he had an alibi. I don't, I don't know. The whole whole thing has been since 2016 and there mm-hmm. have been no leads they've never caught anyone there were a couple of women that were uh latina because they were latina women mm-hmm. uh, who she said kidnapped her um that they arrested for like some sort of drug human trafficking thing oh so but they claim that they're not at all involved and then in you kind of feel bad if it was a legit like situation where she was kidnapped and maybe they wanted to human traffic her and realize that maybe she was wouldn't sell or whatever and then cut her hair and set her free like then you feel bad to like judge her in all these other ways exactly but you have to look at all the the options in this kind of situation that's crazy yeah, yeah. So, so still unknown to this day yep so oh. the last like piece of coverage i saw was i think from july of 2020 so it's still an ongoing investigation but it's just it's kind of at a standstill a and it's never really it's never really made much ground because they don't have anything. Are they still together, her and her husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
So did she have like a sexual affair with this guy or was it just as far as as far as what I heard on all these like news stories and things it was more just like a text thing okay and they didn't really reveal the content of the text so I don't know if it was sexual or if it was just like really friendly or if it was just like all business I have no idea well the fact that you're changing the name in your phone is a little weird exactly but, okay exactly hmm. so that crazy is the story of Sherry that's Papini. a good one good job and that's a lot of that story was a lot of detail so you did a good job at hey also thanks. not having any notes fuck notes Jenny Day ah! do we have weird news because you did a story I, I did find weird news wow Kenny okay. overachiever okay <laughs> So, a Minnesota business is selling self-cleaning what? Dentures. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's talk about a trademark after this. No, <laughs> um, self, a Minnesota company? Yes, they appeared on Shark Tank this past Friday. So, if you're a Shark Tank fan, you saw this. All I can think of is the MyPillow guy, because he's from Minnesota. A self-cleaning pillow? A self-cleaning pillow case? No, I know that's not it. Go ahead, Kenny. Technically, you're right. Oh, shit. The article. It's my second one. Oh, my God. The article headline is self-cleaning underwear, but they oh. do make self-cleaning pillowcases, socks, and sheets. Oh, my God. Self-cleaning underwear? I don't believe that. So I need to wash I, mine. I was reading into it. It's some sort of fabric that's like antibacterial and will kill stuff. I don't believe you. I don't trust it. No. I was going to say, or is it that they, when you buy the underwear, a tiny gnome comes with it and throws water at your crotch every it, other day. They say it bites it. bacteria, stays cool, <laughs> stays dry. Mm. I'd still wash it. Yeah, I, There's no way. Not with, not with the underwear. And I even do like the sanitize option for our underwear like, yeah, in the washer. Like, no. Maybe I could see sheets and pillowcase maybe go like an extra week or two. Sure. Maybe socks an extra day or two. But underwear... No, no, you can't. Yeah, you that's can't by your that. nethers. You can't. You don't. You don't leave that up to my antimicrobial fabric. No, you sure don't. Oh, okay. I don't know if they got a deal on Shark Tank. I didn't say, but okay. You know, watch hmm. the latest one if you want to know. I guess. Okay, tune in. I'm just glad I really knocked you, you out of the park it. this hundredth episode. <laughs> I never guess. I love it. Well, <sighs> thanks for a hundred great episodes. And I'm everyone. drunk. It's great. Yeah, we're feeling great. It's snowing outside again. It's beautiful. It is gorgeous. Mm. Um, we will see you guys next week for 101. Woo! We'll Bye. be super prepared. Bye. <laughs>